0: Ice Poseidon, I think, is a degenerate. I think you're an asshole. Okay, You can tell him. That's it. That's my intro. Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell here on the Swell Shenanigans podcast. I like talking about really whatever I feel like it. And whatever I feel like today is pop culture, social media, and shenanigans mostly revolving around crypto and NFTs. Because as always, These influencers and these crypto people, these NFT nerds, they just, I don't, where they get the audacity, I'm shocked. You know, the money comes along with a huge heaping of audacity, apparently. My very first episode of this podcast was actually talking about influencer crypto scams. And this is another influencer-related crypto scam as well. Ice Poseidon, who is a live streamer, uh, is involved or created a coin called XC coin, I believe. And uh, I'm getting most of my information for this from copyzilla. I've talked about him before. I think he does great work. I will link all of his stuff down below. Ice Poseidon made CX coin. That's what it was called. And he actually was working on this around the same time as some of the phase guys did the save the kids uh, crypto that I talked about in the very first episode of this podcast last year. And uh, how they tried to make it seem like it was a whole uh, charitable thing. And then they yoinked all their money. And the way I always explain crypto scams from influencers. I don't know. I think it's more insidious because your fans trust you to some degree. This is another one of the reasons that I, I've said this before. I don't buy any creator who gets called out for grooming or abusing their fans. And they try to claim, I didn't know the power I had. Yes, you did. Kiss my ass. Goodbye, your fans trust you to a degree. I hate throwing around the word parasocial relationships, but there is a certain trust and a certain connection between a fan and a creator and That is why people buy merch. That's why people go to meetups. That's why people watch your content. Like even if you just watch someone or you're listening to this podcast because you like the way my voice sounds and you, for some reason, a lot of you listen to me to sleep, which is uh, terrifying to me. (laughs) What if I was secretly a cult leader? What if I was indoctrinating you in your sleep? What are you going to do now? Okay. Uh, but no, like whether you like the content I share and you just want different types of content from different people or whatever, there is a form of connection that is being made when you consume my content or you come back multiple times. There just is. And uh, different people are susceptible to different types of power dynamics and all of that. Okay. Okay. However, when someone says, hey, I am making this thing. I'm very excited about this project. It's long-term. It's not a scam. What they're doing is terrible. It's making what I'm trying to do really hard. I'm going to be better. That's basically what Ice Poseidon did. And that's why some people, even though there was signs pointing to it being a scam, he went around and ran around basically doing PR aggressively to try and prove that he wasn't trying to scam his fans or anyone who would potentially be involved in the... CX coin. One of the things that was originally shown uh, when he was making this coin, and people are like, "Look, this is a scam." Is he was on a live stream or on a talk or something, and he was like, "Wait a minute! All these people are making like millions of dollars from ten minutes of a shit coin. If I see something go to a million in my bank account, I'm going to yoink that out a hundred percent." And like, yeah, I'm scamming everyone. And then he said that was a joke. Was not actually going to do that. That was a bit. I was. Amping it up for the camera. I really do believe in this coin. I think this is a cool thing. X, Y, and Z. CoffeeZilla apparently reached out to him. A bunch of other people reached out to him, and he was behind the scenes aggressively trying to prove that it wasn't a scam, including getting a Dextero article that was put up taken down with allegedly proof that, you know, he wasn't scamming people and the article got taken down. What ended up happening is he launched this coin, and it looks like potentially the total could be around half a million dollars. That was Pulled, but it was not all pulled at one time. Based on Coffeezilla's stuff and what he found, it looks like from one of the marketing wallets that was supposed to be used for marketing for the coin, that it looks like there was potentially about two hundred thousand to a quarter of a million dollars pulled from that account. And people commented on it, and he claimed that he was using the money for various other things. Around the same time, he bought a Tesla. Audio listeners, um, you can't see my face, but I'm making a. Sure, Jan. Face, okay. Just so you're aware, I try to give you the full experience, audio listeners. I know I make jokes here and there, but I do appreciate all of my listeners on this podcast. That being said, I will be starting a small coin. No, I'm kidding. Seriously, I, I'm not starting a crypto coin. Please, if if you, there are certain things that if I ever do, I want you guys to genuinely get the pitchforks out. And uh, me starting my own cryptocurrency is one of those things. I'm not going to pretend I don't have crypto. I do have crypto. I have money in crypto. I don't like specifically saying what I have money in because when Dogecoin specifically was getting really popular last, uh, or God, 2020 or 2021, actually, when that was all happening, I really did not like how a lot of the content creators were like really voicing their support. And then the moment it got to a certain number, they were yoinking it out. And I'm like, you know what? Just to be on the safe side, I'm not going to contribute to anyone, you know, potentially losing money in crypto, which is why I don't specifically say how much I have in crypto or what cryptos I'm invested in. And yeah, so I mean, I'm not, I was never invested in CX coin. (laughs) I was never invested in Save the Kids. Uh, I'll talk about those because, you know, I'm not. I'll talk about things I'm not invested in. I don't have a problem with that, but I will talk about things I'm invested in if there are rug pulls and things like that. Okay, back to CX coin. Sorry, I know I'm talking in circles. My nose is stuffed up today from the wind out here in LA. And so it's really distracting. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I'm a mess. I apologize. What happened with CX coin is that, so again, allegedly, potentially, quarter of a million dollars taken from the marketing account. That was at the start. Okay. Right away, there was money allegedly being taken out of it. He has since claimed that he put in 40000 to $50,000 at the start, whether to set it all up, all of that. Okay. Put money into the uh, coin itself. Okay. $50,000 is a starting cost. Someone's going to be like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But he was building a exchange, a business, a coin. There's You have to put in money to make money. And again, He kept saying that this was a long-term thing. Don't expect to get money back immediately. Don't expect to see your money grow immediately. And I do think that that's something that a lot of crypto rhetoric is not explaining properly because so much crypto guys, and I shouldn't say guys, people in crypto, there we go, let's be inclusive. So many of them are just touting how much money you can make quickly. And the problem is, is that that's not going to be for everyone. And then you have times like this where the crypto market is currently crashing and I'm not panicking because I didn't invest any money that I needed right this moment, you know? And so a lot of people are investing like more than they should be investing because they are being told to make money, you need to put an X amount of money. And you're going to get the money back immediately. Risk and reward is being totally ignored right now. I think they're just talking about the reward. They're not talking about the risks. And I think that that's really dangerous when people are people are spending money that they don't have. And again, a lot of these crypto things I personally think are super insidious because you're tapping someone's shoulder and literally stealing money from your fans. Okay. And that's why I really don't like a lot of these. I, I I'm vehemently against these types of scams in general. I'm not just like, girl boss, you know, yay, get that coin. <laughs> Finessing. I'm not doing that shit because this, I, I hate this so much. I really do. What happened here, okay, because CoffeeZilla got on a call with Ice Poseidon and basically got him to admit that he wanted, he took out $300,000, okay, of liquidity from the coin rather than just saying, hey, shutting down the coin. The coin's kind of dead. No one's putting more money into it. The crypto market is crashing. I don't believe in this project anymore. I haven't been promoting this project for several months now. I think it's time to get out. I'm going to take out my 40,000, 50,000, whatever, make his money back. And then I'm giving you the chance to cash out. He is claiming he took out the $300,000. There's now like 42,000 left or something. I think, I think he put in 50, 42,000 plus left. He took out 300,000 on top of allegedly the 250K. The 300,000 we can prove right now because he, he himself said that he took out 300,000. He is claiming that he didn't want to just have the 300,000 turn to dust, apparently, and that's why he took it out, and that he left more than enough money for people to take their money out. That there is still 42,000 in liquidity, so everyone can get their money back. And CoffeeZilla was like, no, because you basically vivisected the freaking liquidity. And so, if everyone were to take their money back, the 42,000 is not going to cut it. Okay, because again, pyramid scheme is not the right word. MLM Ponzi scheme—that's NFTs mainly. We're going to talk about NFTs today as well, because there's just no there's no checks and balances whatsoever in crypto NFTs. A lot of what's happening with the blockchain right now, and that's seen as a positive by a lot of people in the community—crypto NFT cyber money community. Okay, because they don't want. inflation attaching to it and the government trying to regulate it and x y and z and so the fact that there is no checks and balances in it is seen as a good thing because then you can have exorbitant gains with very little downsides potentially the problem is that it allows shit like this where someone can just be like okay i'm bored now let me take 300 grand out excuse me No. Or the next thing we're going to talk about, which is an NFT rug pull as well. It's just the rug episode. That and the cease and desist, because we have something involving Taylor Holder we're going to talk about as well. That is also all alleged right now from what it looks like. It's not looking good. I mean, I don't think you send out cease and desist for funsies. So, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, it's just he claims he took out all that money. is like, okay, if you really think that there's plenty of money left in the accounts and the liquidity, put back the 300, tell everyone, Hey, I'm shutting things down and let them all take their money out. Because if that's, if what you're saying is true, if there's plenty of liquidity left, then once everyone's taken their money out, the $300,000 will still be there and you haven't lost anything. And Ice Poseidon's like, yeah, no, obviously I'm not going to do that because I don't want to. He basically admitted that he could return the money. He's not going to, because I guess he sees it as his now. You know, I mean, I don't, Someone's going to be like, yeah, you put in money in a business. You want the money back. Okay, then take back the 50000 Again, there's an alleged quarter of a million dollars that was allegedly already taken out. But let's say that hypothetically, that's not the case and that he only wants his money back. Okay, take the money back. He is seeing the $300,000 as his money. The money that was in the crypto was always his. The coin was always his money. That was his personal bank account. And so when the numbers started to fluctuate or go stagnant, He saw that as, oh my God, my bank's going to go dry. So he just yoinked it out. That is the problem here. That money was not his. It was the value of the coin that was there because of the investors from his subscribers and his fans that believed in the coin because he was attached to it and believed in it. And he kept saying, this is good. This is good. This is better. I'm going to make it better. This is not a scam, blah, 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 blah. And then on the call with CoffeeZilla, he also said that, the reason, oh God, I, I hate this. This is this is why I want to throttle someone genuinely. He claimed that because he has been silent about the coin, he has not been active on the telegram for the coin. He has not been involved in the marketing or trying to get any influencers or people involved in the coin in the last several months. That it was up to his investors to realize that he was jumping ship and that his investors should have pulled out before he pulled out the $300,000. Audio listeners, I'm just blinking at the camera. Oh my God, the audacity, the gall. Oh God, I'm sorry. I, I hate- Hi, so um, I w- knew I was going to pull, and he kept saying on the call, like, I did not intend to scam anyone at the start. No shit. No one gets into- I truly don't. Okay, let's talk about girl boss. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about Elizabeth Holmes. Sure. Do we think that she wanted to go in and scam money right off the bat? No. She probably got in over her head and then started defrauding investors and lying to people and planning to lie to people and all this other bullshit and manipulating people from pretty early on in the company's inception of Theranos. Theranos just went to trial or she just went to trial. Um, I think her former business partner and ex-boyfriend Sonny Balwani is also going to trial. They tried to have a Svengali of defense. She was found not guilty of some charges, guilty of some undecided on some others. Um, I think she's serving jail time. That's a different video potentially or a different episode. If you guys wanted a Theranos episode, I would love to find someone who was really good at covering the case or involved in the case and talk about that. Cause I would like to do a full, that is a whole shenanigans episode because again, she is being touted as the main girl boss of the moment. But you know, I do think she did a lot of fucked up shit. (laughs) I think when you fuck around with people's health, I I do have an issue with that. So, I mean, different levels, different genres of fucked up. How about that? Let's go with that. I think that works. (laughs) You go to a DVD store, okay? You go to a blockbuster and you're like, huh? Okay, so I want a fucked up genre of girl boss, criminal activity, shenanigans, if you will. And they're like, okay, do you want medical scams? Do you want literal death? Or do you want crypto scams? taking advantage of parasocial relationships like theirs. (laughs) I'm not laughing. I'm just laughing at this visual, this fucked up blockbuster store in my brain. (laughs) Anyway, back to the case. But he just kept saying, like, I didn't intend for it. I didn't start out like this. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter what you started out wanting. It doesn't matter that you had good intentions at the start or that you wanted this to be a big thing at the start. What's happened is what the deal is, you know, like, where are you at now? Where's the money now? You have the money. You know you have the money. You know it's not really your money, but you are claiming it's yours, and you refuse to give it back. That is on you. That is you. You scammed your investors. You fucked them over. You did a rug pull. That's what this is. And it's not nearly as much as a rug pull as the thing we're about to talk about, because holy shit, this is where I have questions about NFTs. I do understand. Okay, hang on. That's mainly the gist with the XC coin. I keep wanting to say different things. CX coin, okay? Ice Poseidon, I think, is a degenerate. I think you're an asshole, okay? You can tell him. That's fine. I think that it's fucked up, and I think you should give the money back. And he's not going to see this. But if he does, give the fucking money back. It's not yours. Anyway, moving forward, uh, now we have a different thing we have, which is an NFT rug pull. So NFTs, non-fungible tokens. I have a couple other videos on the main YouTube channel, Swell Entertainment, talking about these coming up soon because I do think, mainly I think NFTs... I think they have a branding issue, but I also think, again, it's the same thing with a lot of the scam crypto things where there's no protection for the investors. And then also, I do think it's just a fancy way of money laundering. I think that that's where we're at the fine art level of NFTs where everyone's laundering money and there's something under my eye and it's going to drive me insane. I understand the fundamentals of NFTs. Okay, I really do. But I'm having difficulty seeing the long-term inherent value of the NFTs, And also a lot of NFTs are incredibly ugly. And I will say that (laughs) I think that for artists, musicians, the like, I think there is it's a good opportunity and another way to make money from your art. I think a lot of people have been being having their their own artwork ripped off and turned into NFTs and there's nothing they can do about it because these people, there's no checks and balance systems. Like, what do you do? What do you do here if you see your artwork? If someone tries to take one of my videos and turns it into an NFT tomorrow, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know, can I do a DMCA takedown with that work on OpenSea? I don't know. Personally, I'm not getting involved in NFTs, but if someone does try to sell something of me as an NFT, um, I will figure, I mean, hey, there's a video idea. Let's see what the fuck we can do about this. There we go. But anyway, so Doodle Dragons was a verified Solana nFt their whole thing was very save the kids very save the kids they said that all the money was going to be donated to charities for animals on the brink of extinction. I didn't talk about this this episode, but uh, a lot of nfts the money that it takes to store trade. Hold your place on the blockchain. That energy is affecting the environment, the NFTs, technically the internet. I mean, we can go into circles on the the whatever. Like part of the reason I won't go into NFTs is like I can't justify being an online creator and also getting involved in NFTs and the damage that causes to the environment. So that's just I choose to pick my battles and the one I'm picking is the one that I know is not going to also lose value inherently in the next five years, you know, like that's it's kind of just ironic that they were like, we're going to donate money to charities for animals on the brink of extinction, while also partaking in something that's like potentially destroying their climates and habitats. That's the irony there. But then the creator took to Twitter. Let me get the actual tweet because it's almost iconic. So apparently they were going to take $30,000 and donate it to the World Wildlife Organization. But then the, uh, (laughs) I'm not laughing because this is fucked. But I just think this is another example of how there's literally no protection for anyone involved in the, like, great, you have a, you have a dragon that's doodled that's, Worth nothing. Congratulations. It's worth nothing and you got screwed over. You know, like you lost money on this. So they apparently claimed they had 30,000. And then the creator of it said, actually, fuck that. Our charity will instead now be my bank account. See you, nerds. And then got rid of everything. And now I think it's worth next to nothing. So yeah, that's going great for you guys. Ignoring my own feelings on how I feel a lot of NFTs are ugly as hell, because I do. I think a lot of them are really ugly. I also just think that there's no protection for the buyer or the seller or the artists that are potentially selling their work or having their work stolen and copied in some degree, you know? And I'm not just talking about someone taking a screenshot and saving their stolen NFT album on their phone. You know, I'm not talking about that. It's just one of those things where it's a new industry. Everything comes in bubbles, you know, like everyone was obsessed with Pokemon cards a little while ago. Logan Paul may have been scammed out of 3 million, which I do think is hilarious. I spoke about this in a previous video where I think, hey, if you're not getting like professionals involved to authenticate your purchases before you spend $3 million, that's on you. You're an idiot here. There is no real, like you would hope that, you know, a Solana verified thing is going to be your version of authenticating, but clearly that's not the case right now. You know, it's just, I hate this. I hate this. There's so much There's too much gray area right now with NFTs, in my opinion. And sure, someone's going to say you don't make money with safe investments. Sure, but I also don't think that you make good money with short-term investing regardless. You know, that's just my personal belief. I bought Doge in 2020. TikTok was going to, was trying to do a pump and dump. Coin was worth nothing, okay? I bought it... For twenty five bucks because I was gonna do a video reviewing Robinhood put twenty five bucks in the coin within two days I lost the twenty five bucks immediately okay I was like you know what whatever twenty five dollars I'll just leave it I have a couple of coins whatever January rolls around and uh, I think I ended up capping out around I think the most I ever had was like close to ten thousand in Doge and what I made in cash wise you know and it's just I don't know. I think everyone talks about the immediate returns and not just, you know, the rises and falls. Like I'm not selling off my crypto during the crypto dip right now, the tank taking of market that's been going on because I didn't invest the money to make the money immediately. I invested the money because I want, you know, the long term gains tax or whatever it is after a year at the very least of the money being invested. It's all up and down. You know, that's my opinion is invest smart, like really weigh the risks of your money. I I feel like I'm explaining this terribly. I'm not a finance influencer. Okay. I talk about random shit on the internet. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, moving on from crypto stuff. So Taylor Holder, who I saw get his shit rocked in Miami during the battle of platforms fight. No, he lost. He fought in Eason Gibb. Gibb won. They called it a draw a majority draw. It was not. Gib won. It was rigged. I still think it was rigged. They tried to say he read it wrong or it was written wrong. Bullshit. Okay. I think it was rigged. You can go watch my video on the uh, Battle of the Platforms fight. Me, my dad, and Lissa were screaming. (laughs) We were pissed because Gibb really rocked his shit and they called it a majority draw. It was so, like if it was a fixed fight, it wasn't a close fixed fight, you know? But Taylor has been apparently being unfollowed by a bunch of his influencer friends out here in LA. So he went on to the Friends podcast or whatever. It's Dave Portnoy's podcast with like, from Barstool, you know, there's a whole bunch of other allegations with him again right now. So would need a whole other video to talk about that, but a whole other episode to talk about that. But Taylor went on, said he would answer questions, then said he wouldn't answer questions. He wanted to handle things offline, but then went online to talk about it working behind the scenes because he didn't want things to be talked about online. But then it was like, it was really weird. And then he hung up and left. And it was just a weird thing. He just said there were claims being made Cancel culture comments got brought up really weird stuff. Some people were claiming it was part of a PR stunt like this. He was going to release music or something like there was something going on. And it was like, that's why he went on the friends podcast, all this other stuff. One of the people who unfollowed him, one of his friends, went on their Instagram stories and said, I don't like that people are saying this is part of a PR stunt. This is very serious. I'm not doing this because of a PR stunt. There's very serious things being said behind the scenes. Keem Star from Drama Alert. You can have your own opinions of him, but at the end of the day, he is the main source of news right now for this industry that I find myself in, which is interesting. He said, Trusted source tells Drama Alert, Taylor Holder will be facing serious allegations from multiple alleged victims. Normally would not even tweet about it at this stage, but Taylor confirmed allegations were made on BFFs. The BFFs podcast is the podcast I mentioned. So allegedly there is claims being made, again, all alleged. I don't know if this, what the deal is, but he goes on to say, So far, publicly, no one has explained what these allegations are. However, we are told from our source and what we were told is horrendous. Please keep in mind, Taylor is denying he's done anything wrong, but also not explaining what he's being accused of. He's basically saying, I haven't done anything wrong, but people are making allegations. Someone claimed that Taylor Holder sent 50 cease and desist letters to various influencers in LA. I don't think you send any cease and desist letters unless you, one, have genuine reason to do so, or you are trying to hide something, okay? And people are saying something that you are worried about getting out. Okay, we have a copy of one of the uh, cease and desist So I'm not going to read the whole thing, obviously, but this is from Meister Selig and Fine LLP MSF. They blocked out all the names. They covered it up as extensively as they could. This firm represents Taylor Holder. Please direct all future communications concerning this matter to uh, to my attention. Our client has advised us of certain allegations made and disseminated by you to third parties, wherein, among other things, you falsely claim that Mr. Holder engaged in criminal behavior. These false, malicious, and meritless statements about Mr. Holder constitute defamation per se and have caused serious and irreparable injury to Mr. Holder's representation. Sorry, reputation. I can't read. We hereby demand that you immediately cease and desist from making any further defamatory and or disparaging remarks about Mr. Holder to anyone and having any further direct communication with him. Any further communication on your part to Mr. Holder, should come from your attorney to me, and then there's threats of potential seeking of damages, pursuing claims of damages, fees and costs as a result of your actions, potential litigation on notice. Da, 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 da. So allegedly, this is what's been being sent out. No idea if it's true. Let me look at the. Let's look at the firm. Why not? While well, we're here, hold on. New York-based city law firm, driven by entrepreneurial energy and focused on delivering results for our clients. Oh, there is also an, a Los Angeles branch. So, I mean, it's a real law firm. If it was just like a blank no nothing on there, I'd be like, this is bullshit. But the thing about LA influencers, I don't get invited to these parties because I'm not this type of influencer. And also, I don't, I think they, I think they think I'm a narc. That's what I think. Because I mean, to some degree, I cover shit, but I mean, I really am. I'm not a narc, but still. <laughs> I don't look like I'd be fun at parties, so I probably wouldn't be invited to one of these. But a lot of influencers, specifically TikTok influencers, Instagram models, those type of people, have parties here in LA. And they're basically, they happen pretty much every weekend. And it's just expected that these people don't take photos on their phones, okay? They don't take photos. A lot of them don't wear masks. They do whatever they want. They drink, they get drunk, whatever. Fuck it Fuck it around. Okay, whatever. This is where the photos of the bunch of the influencers wearing the Scientology medallion from Frankie Jonas came from. Like he went up and was like, take a photo with my medallion, whatever, pose with my medallion. And in the middle of a pandemic, a bunch of those people put it in their mouth. Ah, and they didn't know what it was, but like, that's the whole thing is that some people go to these parties and they just agree to not take photos. If there is evidence or something happened at one of these parties, the way you would handle it is a cease and desist because it would be potentially word of mouth. The allegations that have been said from drama alert is that potentially there's something bad involving allegedly Taylor doing something to women, okay? Potentially. Again, nothing's out yet, no idea what this is. Could this be PR? Sure, but you're an idiot if you involve legitimate cease and desist letters, if these are legitimate. I think this is very early stages. But I asked uh, Lisa, my dad's girlfriend, who you guys heard on the previous episode about this. I said, you know, what is the like if there is something criminal that was done, can a cease and desist genuine? It's like a threat is my understanding. Like I could continue to do what I want and then I'm running the risk of being taken to jail. Like it's basically like, hey, we will sue you. You're on notice if you continue to do this thing. Like I keep waiting for one from one of the companies that I've spoken about. I would love one from like one of the Quibi CEOs. I think that'd be fun. I'd frame it. I'd be annoying as hell about it. But I mean, it's like if I then choose to continue to do what I'm doing, I mean, it's kind of like me being like, okay, let's play chicken. Let's go. You're going to take me to court or what? You know? <laughs> you know, it's that type of thing. I mean, okay, let's say something bad did or did not happen. Did happen. Let's say that allegedly. Okay. Hypothetically. Goes to court, gets dismissed, found not guilty, whatever. Could he then go and sue these people for speaking about this, if he was found not guilty, like, oh, you disseminated false information about me that hurt my career. Could he? I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I think sending out cease and desists are one showing your dick too soon, or what's the word? I don't know. It makes me think you have something to hide. You know, like if the allegations are false, then the allegations are false. Now I want to go through and see what like exactly what the list of names that people unfollowed him. I think that's it. I think I just need to end it here. That's mainly what I wanted to talk about today. You had a solo Swell episode. Um, hopefully I have more guests figured out in the future. Um, I'm going to be doing another listener story soon. So if you guys would like to be a part of that episode, be sure to send in an audio message through Anchor or send an email to swellshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to be a part of the listener episode and share your shenanigans. I keep saying I need to get better at posting on the Instagram and I've yet to do that. I know I need to do it. I I'm terrible. I'm awful. I'm horrible. I know I need to get better at it. We do have the Instagram though. I, it'll be linked down below again, audio listeners. I do have the YouTube channel. If you would like to look at my cute little face when you guys watch or listen to these episodes, audio listeners, I do appreciate you as well. So be sure to uh, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. It's all greatly appreciated. And that is going to be it. I hope you guys have a great day. Goodbye.